To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired fitness celebrity Billy Blanks. Okay, everybody, our car just got a broken windshield. How about we blow off some steam? Now punch, now kick! Uh, Mr. Blanks, there's no need to be stressed. GEICO makes it easy to file a claim online, on the app, or over the phone. Yeah, but what if I never hear back? That's going to make me want to go jab and jab. Uh, nope. Your GEICO claims team is always there for you. Okay, do I still get my post-workout protein shake? Sure, Billy. GEICO, great service without all the drama. Everybody, welcome to Radiovania, episode number 56.5.5, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. My name is Zach Rotello, at Zach Rotello on Twitter, at Zach Rotello on Instagram, and all the other social media platforms. And sitting across from me is, I was going to say some variation of hung over, but none of it really you know, came out to fruition. Swan Song Parker. <laughs> John Swan Song Parker sitting across from me. Fortune and glory, kid. Yeah. Fortune and glory. So uh, last night, uh, well, this whole weekend, I've been here in Cuyahoga Valley with John hanging out. Uh, and last night, we had some friends over, and we had a couple mint juleps, and we had a couple Kentucky mules after we had cooked maybe the best home-cooked meal I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it's up there. It's a contender. It's a contender. <laughs> you could just be... <laughs> You're a movie trailer. Yeah. John's talking like a movie trailer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you've never listened to an episode of Radiovania before, the premise is very simple. Uh, what we're going to do is go through a bunch of news and t- uh, pop culture and video games and television and movies. and We're going to talk about everything that we ha- have missed since our last episode, which I believe was February. So, we pretty much have... The whole month of February and the beginning of March to talk about. And boy, has there been some zingers. Yeah. It's a pretty packed sort of month. We missed it's a couple movies. Yeah. Filled a uh, couple of months. Yeah. And uh, we're here to discuss all of that with you. So buckle your seatbelts in. If you enjoy, listen to us. Give us a rating there on iTunes. Maybe, uh, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel at Radiovania.com. That helps us uh, push ads and help us make money so that maybe we can up the production value of this show. Uh, also, go listen to The More You Know. We have four episodes or five episodes officially published now. Uh, you can hear the first five episodes of John talking about Batman, the animated series, and they're awesome. If you enjoy Batman at all, if you enjoy anything in the animated department, I think you'll get a kick out of them. They're really well produced, and uh, the applause to that goes to John. Oh, thank you very much. So I, uh, uh, I keep saying that more will be coming soon, but... To be completely transparent, I haven't worked on another one in months. And I mean, I still haven't worked on anything. I've just been very busy, but uh, I do hope to, you know, one day continue that because I did have a lot of fun doing those first five. Um, Because it's cool. I just like, I watch the episodes and come up with notes and stuff like that. I think I'm going to change the format a little bit and possibly the title and revamp it. Um, But to be able to be like more of like, you know, have a little bit more of a synopsis at the beginning. Because for some of them, I'm just like banking on the fact that you just watched it. Whereas, like, I think it'd be more beneficial to give us a quick synopsis of what happens in the episode before I do my discussion. Cool. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. But we'll be looking forward to Plus, seeing more of that. Saying the more you know, Batman the animated series is like a hefty title. Yeah. So I want to come up with something maybe a little catchier or something. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know, like Utility Belt or something like that. I don't know, something. Utility Belt. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we'll we'll workshop. 
But uh, so of the things that we missed, the last time we did an episode was February. Beginning of February. Beginning of February. Right before Black Panther. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the date on that guy. Yeah. But uh, while I'm pulling that up, give me your February. What's been going on with you in the past month? What have you been watching? What have you read? What have you played? What What's going on with you in the world of um, in the world of pop culture, John? I've replayed all three of the Batman Arkham games. Um, February 5th was the last time we posted an yeah. episode, and that was an After Dark. Yeah, the Rocksteady Batman games. Um... So, Arkham, Asylum, City, and Knight. Uh, very strong. I played the DLC. I bought the season pass for cool. Arkham Knight. Played all the side missions. Um, there's a Mr. Freeze side mission that they add to it that might be the best closure to the Mr. Freeze story arc I think I've ever seen. Like, continuing the Paul Dini one that he started in the animated series that's really critically acclaimed and an Emmy winner. Um, <clears throat> so, that was really fun. And I've just been playing Uncharted again. But uh, in terms of reading and watching, kind of same old, same old, staying caught up on the comics that we'll get into a little later on. Stuff like that. Yeah, went and saw Black Panther. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Black Panther, because yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I also checked out a few more Oscar movies around the season, right before the awards. I was, uh, I was trying to make an effort to watch a couple of them. And I saw Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman, which How was, uh, it? was really good. Really, he, really phenomenal. Is he, he well-deserved? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't see... I still haven't seen the other movies that were nominated for Best Actor, and I've heard that uh, the fan favorite is the, the teen actor from Call Me By Your Name. Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, don't, I can't speak to his performance yet, yeah. but uh, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, saw Darkest Hour, saw Annihilation... The new Natalie Portman sci-fi flick from the guy that did you Ex did, Machina. Yeah. I did see that. What did you think? So here's my synopsis. Okay. No spoilers, obviously. Um, if you can see this movie in a theater, you should. I don't think it would necessarily be the same impact uh, on watching it at home. It's very, it's very unique. Uh, the guy that I forget the the director's name, but uh, he did Ex Machina. Have you seen Ex Machina? Okay, that's another movie that you would really like. Yeah, uh, I've heard. He's got a really interesting style, and there are some acting performances in Annihilation that I thought were rough around the edges, not fleshed out really at all. Natalie Portman is killer, and oh, she carries uh, every Oscar scene. Isaac. Oscar Isaac's great. Uh, yeah. His role is very small, uh, but the scenes he's in, he totally steals the thunder. I mean, he's great. And their dynamic together is really cool, oh, too. Oh, Tessa Thompson's in it, too? Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's Alex Garland. Alex Garland. Yeah, thank you. Tessa Thompson was one of the people that her performance I was not thrilled with. Um, mm. That's okay. But I don't think I've seen a visually striking movie like that since Arrival, maybe. Uh, Arrival is so good. Arrival is so good. And this has many parallels. I mean, like, it's very similar. It's, you know, badass female lead. You have uh, this kind of this force that you're trying to understand. Uh, there's a bit of drama woven in there too, and an unexplained science. Yeah. Uh, but the way that Annihilation handles its turn, because there is a certain point in the movie where you realize that it's, you know, it's like the the aha moment, and uh, things change rapidly, and it 
I could have done with like 25 more minutes of the ending. Like I think they went in a really cool direction and maybe closed it off a little too fast. Like they opened the door and said, hey, look inside the here. Isn't this cool? Oh, we got to shut it now. But uh, I would really be interested to see what you thought about it. It was, it was very cool. I'd give it like a, I don't know, low eight. Okay. Low eight, maybe yeah. a high seven, depending on my mood. <laughs> nice. But still cool. Yeah, I would like to check it out. There's been a lot of really good, I don't want to say under the radar because I think it's a disservice, but like not big box office driving really good sci-fi movies the past couple years, you know, sure. with Blade Runner 2049, apparently Annihilation is worth the time, uh, Arrival, stuff like that, oh, yeah. Ex Machina. So, yeah, I'm, I'll be definitely down to check it out. You should watch it. You X heard Machina. that it's like going like to Netflix yes. like, directly, right? Well, so the, uh, the that kind of got construed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or misconstrued, sorry. They, they, Netflix bought the international distributing rights. Oh, that's what it is. So I don't know if it's going directly to Netflix in the U.S. right after its theater release, but it's not coming to theaters anywhere else in the world but the U.S. because they didn't think it would sell. So the distribution rights is just digital. Covering losses. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And it it is a movie that I don't, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, it's it's hard sci-fi. It's very hard sci-fi with very little like action it's it's a lot of just walking and talking mm, okay. and i'm into that i know not everybody is but, yeah uh so while we're on the subject of movies let's talk about the biggest one that uh happened during the release and that's black panther the global phenomenon number one movie in the world you have to preface it oh yeah yeah <laughs> i like the trailers where they do the cg text of all the com- all the like the reviews <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> infinity war yeah. is gonna be nuts for that like, yeah definitely but uh yeah so black panther came out to a thunderously loud group of uh moviegoers people sure. were hyped to see it as they should be and they're still seeing it it's, uh it's uh Oh, a much-needed movie at a time sure. in the world that we live in. Yeah, it's a very... Uh, and I'll get into this when I give my you know my short review on the film, but um, the politics of the movie are the most interesting part of it to me. Like, I like the world-building. That's probably my favorite part of it. Yeah. I think seeing Wakanda was really cool and just, like, the way that they were able... Like, it's the same way the first time you see Asgard, you're like... Holy shit, they made something that sounds goofy from a comic book, like, work, um, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed um, a lot of the side characters. I thought that the Princess Shuri was really good. Mm-hmm. Hakoye, uh, Everett Ross was awesome. Yeah. Both of the villains with uh, Killmonger and Claw were both really well Yeah, Ulysses Claw, Claw was awesome. Yeah, he was great. Uh, I think Michael B. Jordan is a very driving villain uh i felt at times hard to choose between who was morally correct is it uh you know is it t'challa or is it eric yeah the same way that like a good villain is always the flip side to his or her yeah hero um so this is as of two hours ago uh from forbes it says marvel's black panther has crossed the one billion worldwide mark uh 9.9 million on its fourth friday release uh, top box office for the fourth time in a row and the third best fourth weekend gross ever behind The Force Awakens and Avatar. If you adjust for inflation, a $42 million weekend will be seventh on the list behind Jurassic Park, Spider-Man, the original, Force Awakens, Phantom Menace, Titanic, Avatar, it's all up there with the big guys. Um, 
The film has now earned $530 million domestic, which means it passed Rogue One and The Dark Knight. The seventh biggest <clears throat> unadjusted domestic grocer of all time. Once it passes The Dark Knight, it'll also be the second biggest comic book superhero flick ever in North America, behind only The Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah. Uh, so the, mov- the movie's making money. <laughs> Lots of money. Oh yeah, for sure. Big time money. This is going to be a big old franchise. I think it's hard to find somebody who hasn't seen it at this point. Yeah. I know they're out there, but it is very much a part of the community. It's a pop culture yeah, phenomenon yeah, at this right point, now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so give me a short review. I mean, I, I talked about the character stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably deserved of around like an 8 out of 10 if we're doing the 20 point, maybe an 8.5, just because it serves as one of the better origin movies when you compare it to like a Iron Man 1 or a Thor a Captain America First Avenger sure uh, we'll see where they go with the sequels which are inevitable at this point oh there's gonna be like four or five six of these yeah um, but uh, yeah I really enjoyed it I think my favorite part and this is a slight spoiler just to talk about like the concept of it but spoiler alert the parts when they go to the um, ancestral planes yeah oh yeah uh, both T'Challa and Killmonger those are my favorite scenes really cool yeah really good stuff right there yeah. um, it's a movie of uh, really high highs and then there are a couple pretty big lows for me uh, I thought that highs include the best villain in any of the Marvel movies sure and I'll keep saying this yeah. I I mean Loki is fun to watch but in terms of being a villain yeah Loki is I mean he switched sides he has, you know, the good complex, and that's what makes him good. But Killmonger has such, like, fiery passion. And I've never really seen a Marvel villain with that level of swagger before. And if you dump Claw into the mix in terms of, like, the two... Because there's, like, two villains in the movie. That, like, sort of dynamic, the power dynamic, is awesome. Yeah. And I think he made the movie for me. I thought, uh, in comparison, Michael, Michael B. Jordan's acting to... Uh, T'Challa, what's his, Chadwick Boseman, I felt like Boseman was being outshined quite a bit. I I think, like, honestly, um, Mark Bernardin from Fat Man on Batman talks a lot about this. He really enjoyed the movie, but he said that T'Challa, to him, was the least interesting character in that movie. I can totally understand that. I can kind of agree with that. He doesn't... He's he's really cool. He's he's, cool. He's kind of like how... This isn't... I think it's a very different thing, but, like, with Raiders of the Lost Ark... If you take Indy out of the movie, the movie still goes. Like, the Ark of the Covenant still moves. could kind of be like that with Black Panther. Like, there's a large portion of the third act. Spoilers that you don't see Black Panther for a while, but you're still engrossed in the other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's very stoic, and I think that, you know, this is, the, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Thor, where if you go back and watch Thor 1, which I have been doing, I've been re-watching all the Marvel movies. Because my Infinity War level hype is, like, through the roof. I can't wait for that movie. Does I it put a smile on your face. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, and by the way, we'll get to that prediction. Sure. Because I've got a prediction of how civil, how Infinity War ends. So stay on the line if you guys want to hear that. We got a caller on the line. <laughs> uh, so uh, another low for me was that the soundtrack wasn't used nearly enough. Uh, Kendrick's yeah. soundtrack was great when it was featured, but never never used enough. Uh, and. This is big spoiler. So if you haven't seen the movie, skip forward literally a minute. Uh, the death of Michael B. Jordan's character, Eric Killmonger, is a huge mistake. 
Yeah. They made a gigantic mistake by killing him. And yeah. there, people are saying, like, there's a lot of theories on Reddit floating around that are like, he's not actually dead. They can bring his spirit back, blah, they blah, blah, blah. The, the back, plane, though. the ancestral plane. It's, it's, it's like, whatever <coughs> they decide to do, it's going to be... It's. I'm sure it'll be fine. But they... I don't understand. The notes that I wrote down after I saw, got out of the movie are, are here on my, my thing. I said... Killmonger's one of the best characters in a Marvel movie ever. Why wasn't he given at least 15 more minutes of screen time is baffling. How could DC go back and spend millions on reshoots for Suicide Squad and it still sucked and Disney couldn't realize the power they had with Michael B. Jordan and go back and do more? Like, not that it's, like, it doesn't mar the movie, but I did leave disappointed that he died. Because I was like, I wanted to see him and T'Challa have, like, a three-movie arc. The same way that Thor and Loki have Exactly. And the fact that they killed him in a totally badass way. The way he goes out with one of the best lines in any of the Marvel movies. Maybe one of the coolest quotes yeah. in film that I've seen in the last 10 years. Yeah. And but, but that would have been good in the third. Yes. It movie. would have been so much more impactful having that, having that character be even more developed. Because I would have loved to have seen... Oh, I wanted to see... I, wanted to see, I just wanted to see more. Well, so and my, if I can talk about another spoiler is... They also killed Claw. Yeah. So two of Black Panther's best Bist, villains yeah. from the comics are gone. So unless you're going to have him fight Prince Namor in the next one, which is probably going to happen, it's just a bummer. And, like, I agree with you. I think you could have really built something special yeah. if you made, you know, Michael B. Jordan the Ben Solo to T'Challa's Ray. You know what I mean? Like, build that relationship between your hero and your villain over the course of three movies. Yeah, I agree. And you get really good character development and interactions but I mean like for, for the time he was given I think we could both agree he's fantastic fantastic yeah. from beginning to end I would end, say like, I, I could agree I could strongly say that I think it's the top five MCU performance performance yeah for yeah. sure uh, I mean he's the best villain I, I don't see how there's I don't I, don't, I, I mean like it's like him Tom Hiddleston are like neck and neck yeah I would it's say like, him Tom Hiddleston Robert Downey Jr. in the first Iron Man movie um, I like Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I think Chris Evans a gives a one. really great performance as Cap. Yeah, in the second one, that's a good one. I would also even. I mean, it's hard to because it's so cho- it's so comedy choppy. But I mean, I th- I think there's you know potential for a Guardian to be in there in the top five. But Keaton. Yeah, maybe Michael Keaton in Spider-Man. He was the best part of that movie for sure, hands down. Yeah. Uh, so. Adjusted, as the movies adjust for inflation, I've adjusted my Marvel rankings. Okay. Uh, you ready to hear these? Yes, I am. So getting hyped, and we'll do, I want to do, before Infinity War comes out, I would love to do a show where we definitively rank them, get the list, and then so with each coming Marvel movie, we can fit it into our list and you see what You know what we should do is, for that episode that we do, we should also do reviews for each of the movies. Like, I'll, I'll start to rewatch them again, because... You know, we've only done reviews on this show for the ones that have been out since 2015. Yeah, going uh, back and rewatching. So it'd be cool to go awesome. back to 2008 and go through all of them and actually give like a, you know, a, a grade for them. That way we can rank them statistically. Yeah, I agree. That's a great idea. Yeah, the Marvel Super Show. Anyway, what you got? Zach ranks the Marvel MCU, uh, 18 movies, 18 rankings. Ant-Man at number 18. Okay. Uh, Avengers 2, number uh, Seventeen. You're not a big fan of that one. Not really. Yeah. Not at all. I it's rewatched of, it this past of, week. It's because of Vision. I rewatched it this past week. It's not because of Vision. It's because of Ultron. No, it's because uh, 
a lot of the emotion, a lot of that emotional weight hinges on the the, the brother and sister. Mm. I didn't really find them to be very compelling. You know who I dislike more is, than Vision is Quicksilver. Yeah, and for sure. Like, oh, he's so bad. Yeah, he's terrible. You did not see that coming. Terrible <laughs> accent. Yeah. Wait, wait, they should they should have picked a no no name. Yeah, at least they kept the cooler one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Thor 2 at 16, The Dark World. 15, Iron Man 3. 14, Iron Man 2. You like 2 better than 3. Interesting. I told you, I've been going back and rewatching these, and Iron Man 2 is not as bad as I thought. It's definitely a... I do not like, um... Whiplash. Whiplash. But I, I like... Whiplash is, like, funny. I like the red herring of Ben Kingsley better than I like Whiplash. That's a good point. Anyway, but this is... Yeah. The Incredible Hulk is 13. Doctor underrated. Strange is twelve. I think, underrated. I think I think the Incredible Hulk is often looked looked over because of the changing in Edward actors. Norton, yeah. yeah, I like Norton quite a bit. I thought he was really good. Uh, Doctor Strange at twelve. Eleven is Black Panther. Ten is Homecoming. Nine Guardians two. Eight Thor one. Seven Captain America. Six Captain America two. Five Captain America three. Four <laughs> Iron Man three. Thor three. Two Guardians. Avengers still takes my number one spot. I mean, you like that Avengers movie? Oh, it's great. Yeah. So there's my Marvel rankings. Okay. Uh, I, I can't think off the top yeah, of my exactly. head. I would probably have Black Panther in the top ten, though, for me. Okay, cool. But I'm also not as high on the Cap movies as you are, like all of them. So those, some of them, I think only Winter Soldier probably cracked my top ten. Not Civil War. Maybe Civil War. Maybe Civil War? Maybe. I think Civil Winter Soldier definitely. I think Winter Soldier is probably my top five. I love Winter Soldier, um, man. I also, have, I also know that I have the Avengers a little bit lower. It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's a really good movie, and it was such a, you know, poignant phenomenon when it came out. However, I just really like centralized character stories, and I think the best ones are, you know, Guardians, sure, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Winter Soldier, the first Iron Man, stuff like that. Cool. Uh, so we'll, uh, let's move on to the you next. Excited about that Ant Man and the Wasp? Mm-hmm. No one cares. Man, me neither. Uh, let's talk about the next big thing. The next, in my opinion, the biggest piece of news uh, in terms of new films is this trailer for Solo. Yeah, a Star Wars story, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not a trailer; it's a teaser. And uh, it would drop. There was a t- preview for it, the Super Bowl, and then they did the full trailer drop the next day. Uh, John, what did you think of Solo, a Star Wars story? Um, I think that the teaser made me more excited it doesn't settle all of my fears particularly surrounding the, the, the titular character however it reaffirms my um, excitement for some of the supporting characters such as Lando and Chewbacca and Woody Harrelson I'm a big Woody fan so I, I liked his parts in it um, I think I've mentioned this before but like as long as this is kind of like a fun Ocean's Eleven type rogue movie where there is no infringement upon the original Han Solo stuff. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out pretty good because it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really fun. The pros are obvious to me. The visuals are spectacular, and if they hold up that way for the entire movie, then good on them because this looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the shots in this trailer alone are looking look better to me than most of the stuff in Last Jedi did. I mean, like, I thought Last Jedi took a big hit because of its. Uh, Hinging on CG for a lot of the film, they're in space. They're in space for most of it, and the rest of it's on Ireland. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So crate was the best part. Once you get to that, oh yeah, that's a a lot. Like mostly CG as well. Yeah. Uh, So I'm liking that they have a lot of like destinations in this trailer. Yeah. The uh, it feels very Blade Runnery. 
And oh, I'm, really? I think so. I mean, like, this opening I chase was, scene here, I, I got, like, a serious, like, Blade Runner you know what, Looper this, vibe. You know what vibe I got from this? Is 2009 Star Trek. Yeah, that's a good... With, like, a yeah. really cool Captain Kirk. Chris you know, Pine, who's yeah. like, young. Yeah, that's what I got. No, that is, that's a good, that's a good, uh... You know, with, like, a, a young summer. Starship Enterprise and a younger revamped version of the characters that you know very well, stuff like that. That's, yeah. that's the vibe that I kind of got. The, the weirdness to me with this trailer is that there is no comedy. I mean, like, the comedy that is in there doesn't land. We're I, fine. We're fine. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that joke sucks. And his deliverance on that joke sucks. And yeah. it's a really stupid way to end the trailer, in my opinion. I think they're saving a lot of stuff. The we- it's just weird. Yeah, Because sure. we had two of the funniest directors, best directors for comedy, in the, in the film industry today, make most of this movie. And there's no good comedy in I was expecting like a like one big good laugh from the trailer like to show like Harrison like young Han Solo's sort of like quip wit and charm or whatever but we got that yeah I, I was just very confused that they decided cause I would have loved to have seen it's the same thing with Ant-Man man I, I mean when this comes out it's like man I would have loved to have seen Lord and Miller's cut of that movie because I uh, I am I still stand by that I think this movie's not going to be great. I think it's going to be probably the worst-reviewed new Star Wars movie. I think it's going to be... In the 70s? Huh? Probably in, like, the 70s. I'd say 70s, maybe even slips into the 60s. Yeah. Uh, I just don't... I, 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 but, I mean, people are going to be able to blame it on... The, the a troubled... Yeah a, dr- yeah, a troubled production. production. for sure. So, I'm just so curious to know how this is all going to shake out. Yeah, well, only time will tell. This is true. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> this is Radio Vanny. You've been joining us now. We just got finished up with our uh, Black Panther movie Han Solo talk. And now we're ready to jump into the news. John, are you ready to hit the major talking points? Yes, sir, I am. From The Hollywood Reporter, Avengers Infinity War release date has moved up one week to April. So uh, it was May early 4th. May, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. And now it's April 27th. Uh, now there aren't stocked with other shit in May because that was going to be a jam-packed month. The Avengers, Han Solo, Deadpool... All in one month. Yeah. Now we have a little bit of breathing room, so, which I think is good. I have good. two theories for this. Okay. One is originally the movie was going to drop internationally on the 27th of April anyway. And I think they're worried about spoilers leaking because it's going to be a very important movie to the point that they won't even reveal what Avengers 4 is titled until after this one comes out. Uh, so I think they're like, well, why don't we just move it up? Also, I think they're worried about its box office affecting their other Disney property yeah, movie, for sure. which is Solo. Yeah. Later on that month, only 28-ish days, right? Because this movie's going to stay number one at the box office for at least four weeks. At least. And Solo is not going to do the numbers that I think that I think when Deadpool hoping. comes out, you'll see a little bit of a drop for the Avengers. Sure. But it'll, it'll hold it like number two. And uh, talk about a movie I'm actually kind of starting to get a little bit worried about is Deadpool. I mean, I, I think it's going to be funny, but... You don't uh, like the Sheriff Deadpool No, <laughs> I like the Sheriff Deadpool trailer quite a bit. Yeah, and I love I, the CGI arm thing. And yeah. It's like, we're not trying to get rid of a mustache. I'm, yeah, yeah, that's a genius joke. That was a, that was a good I, I'm joke. really hoping that it's not a lightning in a bottle sort of scenario where it's like, 
they just hit all the right notes of Deadpool one, and maybe the second one's gonna be. I think it'll be very fun. It'll be it'll be fun for sure. We'll see. As the as the resident Josh Brolin uh, hater, hater, I guess you could say. You're, um, you're a hater. You're a big hater. I'm still looking forward to Deadpool too. Cool, but not Cable as much. And more Avengers news. It looks like Avengers Infinity War will indeed be the longest Marvel Studios installment yet. Uh, there are rumors, so take this with a grain of salt, but it looks like there was an AMC listing that has Infinity War at runtime of two hours and 36 minutes. That's including the credits. Hmm, okay. Um, so yeah, that's a big old movie. That's a hefty one. Two and a half hours. Let's hope it doesn't get BVS syndrome. Yeah. We'll I don't see. think it will. Or Last Jedi syndrome. Yeah, Last Jedi could have been. A little shorter. 30 minutes shorter, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, I think in a movie literally, in a movie this big, I don't know if it's going to feel long because there's so much to deal with. It's like there's not going to be any sequence where there's sitting in one place for a long time. It's like we got stuff in Wakanda, we got New York, and we got blah, 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 and we got space. And it's like there's going to be a lot of shit going on that I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very. uh, Do you think Korg is going to be in Avengers Infinity War? Korg? Yeah, Taika Waititi's rock guy. Oh, I sure hope so. That'd be awesome. I mean, that spaceship's going to get destroyed by Thanos, right? We got a train so. running through the neighborhood here. Yeah. yeah. Should we pause it? Uh, sure. All right, well, now that the Polar Express is done ripping through this house. All aboard. Uh, we were talking about Korg. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see him show up, but I don't know if he will. You know, the, a seven-gift character or whatever? I, yeah, I think they got enough people to deal with. Yeah. But we'll see. Do you think AMA's going to be in it? Um, Here we go. You ready? Oops, this is, we're, we're about to play a game. Yeah. Obscure Marvel character appearances. Okay, here we go. Korg. Just to give me a yes or no answer. No. Okay, Aunt May. No, no, no. Pepper Potts. Yes. Happy Hogan. Yes. Betty Ross. Or are they done with that? Wait, who's Betty Ross again? That's uh, uh, the Hulk's girlfriend, but I guess now, oh. he's, now he's black. No. <laughs> Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler, yeah. No. <laughs> She's not in um, Thunderbolt Ross. The... The general. Yes. With the mustache. Yes. Okay. Phil Coulson. Yes. You think so? Yes. God, I hope so. Yep. Okay. That's going to be a big moment. Yeah. That's going to be the Avengers Assemble moment. It's going to be like... Guess. He shows up. Yeah. He shows up with Nick Fury. He's been alive for like three years. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he'll come back for sure. That'll be, and that'll be a great moment. Uh, I might, I might get a little emotional. I'll, I'll, dude. I love Phil Coulson. Yeah. They he's totally awesome. shafted him out of the MCU for that poor <laughs> Agents of Shield. But Agents stuff. of Shield is making money. He's okay. doing his thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, imagine how funny it would have been if he was in Thor Ragnarok, though. That would have been funny. Because he's in the first Thor, and he was already really funny. Yeah, that's true. They dropped the ball. Is all I'm saying. I don't. I for don't me. think. I think. Okay, for he's yeah, probably, that's he's probably in the top five performances in the MCU for me, honestly. Uh, I think <laughs> Infinity War is going to be, and a lot of podcasts are echoing this exact sentiment and people on the internet, but I think it's going to be a reference a minute, at least especially the first hour it's gonna be like remember this 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 (laughs) you like all this shit yeah Yeah. okay all right now fight yeah (laughs) it's gonna be i think the reason why it's so long is that they're not everyone's gonna be in that final fight but they do have to pay off a few characters i mean they have to like they're gonna have them all there's gonna be the one shot of everybody together 
and it's going to be Yeah, I don't know if there's a unreal. camera big enough. How do you do that? Did you see the photo they did for the 10th anniversary, though? Yeah. That, that was, was cool. awesome. That video is really cool, too. It kind of made me cry a little bit. Yeah. It's hard to believe that it's only been 10 years. Yeah. But also that it has been 10 years. Yeah. yeah it's kind of weird. Good it, stuff, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. They're doing, uh, uh, they're doing the good work there. Yeah. I would like to also now move into my prediction for Infinity War. Okay. Because I've been kicking this around a lot, and I want... Uh, I want to nail this down on how we think it's all going to go. And I have a very specific guess as to how they're going to do this part one and part two sort of thing. Uh, I don't think they're going to release the name of it until the movie comes out, obviously. And I think the movie's going to end with the sizzle reel for part two. Yeah. Just like... First Avenger. The first Avenger ended with a trailer for the, the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Um, in the original Infinity War comic book storyline, the re- the way that they save everybody is after everybody's died and killed in battle versus Thanos, they get the time stone and they're able to rewind yep. and make it so that Thanos has never been here. Yep. Uh, this also makes it like a soft reboot. Okay. So I have two predictions of how it's going to go, and I'm leaning more towards the first one. Uh, the first is that I think it's going to be... We're not going to see Thor interact with people on Earth for very long. I think Thor is going to have a separate storyline where he finds the Guardians, and he knows that Thanos is coming to Earth, so he's got to go somewhere and do something to stop him. And I think that it's going to be cut in between Earth, Thanos, and then I think Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man's going to play a big part in this because... Because he's the tentpole going forward. They're going to make him the tentpole. Yeah. And I think that in the end, when they do eventually get the time stone, they're able to distract Thanos or whatever. Thor's able to kind of like stop him for just one second to get the stone off the gauntlet or before he gives it to him. And I think they, like, as shit's crashing down and everyone's dying and you see, like, dead Iron Man on the ground and, like, Captain America's next to him and, like... Black Widow's like bleeding out. It's it's gonna be like a somber, quiet moment, and Thanos is like crushing down, getting angry. Uh, I think Peter Parker's gonna go back, but not know how to use the stone. Obviously, he's just a kid. And the last shot of the movie is uh, Peter Parker, to- uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland walking around the streets of New York City, and he's like, he's like. Where am I? What's going on? What's going? And then he's gonna show up to like a TV playing in the side of a, a restaurant, and it's gonna show like bank robbery was foiled today by the elusive Captain Marvel, who we've seen mm-hmm. you know doing this or whatever. And I think he's gonna be a big part in Captain Marvel too. And that it's gonna, that movie's gonna not only be about her origin, but about Tom Holland getting back. And that's how they integrate her into the Avengers. Wow, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Uh, if that happens... I would like to buy a ticket to your movie, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's it's com- like Back to the Future yeah. where Tom Holland exactly. and Marty Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I can get down with that. And then, because then you have like... And the Nick mod- Fury stock brown. Yeah, because <laughs> then you have like the... Mo- it's like the fish out of water thing. Sure. It's, it's like modern day hip kid in the 90s. Sure. It's like, what do, you, what do you... How do you like deal with that scenario? And I think it's a really good idea and I really hope that that's where they go with... My other thought is that they soft reboot it. Like, at the end, they send back a few people, and they guardians it. Like, they all hold the stone at the same time, and then they send them back. 
it's like nothing ever happened. Uh, Thanos is gone. Thanos is, you know, wherever and just, and like on a different part of the universe. And, uh, like one of the last shots is Tom Holland remembers everything, but no one else does. No one else does. Yeah. Or like none of the big ones do. So So then they go on just living their lives. Like nothing ever happened. Interesting. And they're all alive. Hmm. Yeah. I would rather have the first one happen. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I don't really want to see them recast any of these classic characters. Sure. Uh, but we'll see. That's a really good idea. Do you have any thoughts and opinions? Jeez, it seems like Kevin Feige's on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that um, I think you could be onto something really cool. We'll see how much they play with time. I know that that's a big deal. That's the what's that? The only stone they don't have, or is it the Soul Stone? The Soul Stone is the one that everyone says is in Black Panther. But Doctor Strange has the time gem, right? The Soul Stone is somewhere the in the Eye Wakanda. of Agamotto. Possibly the Vibranium Mound has got the Soul Stone in there. I thought it was going to be the flowers. Mm, yeah. It's possible. But I don't know. I, w- I mean, Black Panther had literally almost nothing to do they, with they, anything they, in they the MCU. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't want to mess around with that. Sure. So we'll see. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that they will do a good job over the course of these two movies of ushering out the original cast in a good way and ushering in the importance of Spider-Man, Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Cause I think that's going to be your Trinity going forward. Yeah. Which I would be totally down to watch a movie where those three people hang out. Yeah. That sounds boss. And don't forget about Dr. Strange is going to be a part well, of that, that clan. Yeah, yeah. So is Ant-Man for better or for worse. You know, hopefully Wasp yeah. is good. Um, but yeah, I think that okay. I have one question for you. Do you think of the big six, which if you could pick two that you realistically think will be in more movies after both of these Infinity War movies, which two do you think would be in more movies? Thor and Black Widow. That's what I was gonna go with. I was also gonna say uh, Black Widow or the Hulk. The Hulk. That's the see. Hulk's the curious thing really is that easy. like the Hulk is yeah. Because you throw him as a supporting character and everything. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Hulk Bruce Banner. I think you die. need to make a Black Widow movie, uh, so hopefully that they give her that justice. I think it's well deserved. She's been such a strong performance in all those movies. Maybe a little sans Iron Man too, but I think it's well deserved at this point. So yeah. we'll see going forward. I'm excited. I, I like the idea of, you know ending this nice 10 year run but also ushering in a new 10 year run with characters that are just as interesting mm-hmm. and but we'll I, see. I would really like Thor to stick around I think the Ragnarok just made me more excited to want to see more stuff like that and to see him kind of do all these crazy wacky adventures and you know if uh, I mean the possibility that there could be a fourth Thor movie where they could bring Star-Lord in or like Rocket Raccoon give me that Dude, like you have my money. That sounds so cool. Like yeah. a Ragnarok style movie with like him, Loki, the Hulk, Valkyrie, and like Groot or something. I don't know. They got to give Taika Waititi more. Yeah, work just keep in going cosmic universe, with it. I think yeah. I think that that's a good idea. And I think uh, not that this would happen, but if Kevin Feige ever does leave as like the quote unquote showrunner, I think you give it to James Gunn because I think he knows the characters just as well in terms of expanding to the weird stuff. And, you know, he's played Marvel Ball for a long enough time, or the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be one of those options in terms of that, or Favreau, but I doubt it. I think the Russo bros 
are already their number one pick mm-hmm. because they've made the highest grossing ones. Without the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. But they ain't getting Whedon. They, well, he's a DC player now. Yeah, exactly. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I did want to bring this up that uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure you saw, you know, all the news with Kevin Smith, you know, I surviving did. a heart yeah. attack. Um, I'm very glad to hear that he's doing okay. I was really upset. He is very uh, much a, an important celebrity to me. Yeah. Um, both with his films and comic book writing and podcasts and stuff. Uh, is is scary. Health health stuff is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, he's only 47. Yeah. Which is... He was very unhealthy, though. Yeah. Um, but he's he's lost, like, 85 pounds in, like, the past two years. So hopefully he continues to get more healthy to have some more longevity. Yeah. Um, so... No really news about anything else. I'm sure, you know, he's doing progress with, you know, medicinal stuff, but also I'm sure they're going to put him on some sort of plan. He's talked about it on some podcasts. He's changing his diet even a little more, and he's having a regular cardiology appointment now just to double-check stuff. Yeah. So, get better, Kevin Smith. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. Or we'll come to the, you know, we'll come to your nutritionist and we'll do a podcast with you. <laughs> yeah. Just call us up. Uh, we touched on this last night on The Forgotten Show, but uh, Mark Hamill received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Congratulations, Yay, Mark. Good Mark. job, Mark. Yeah. He did it, Mark. Well deserved. Yeah. Um, how long is that road? Huge. Sunset Boulevard? Yeah. Massive. Massive. It, well, don't the, doesn't the Walk of Fame wrap around other blocks, too, now? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you hate it if you got your Star Walk of Fame and it was outside, like... City limits? (laughs) I was going to say, like, uh, Denny's or something. Yeah, I would. It's like, have you seen John Parker's Star Walk of Fame? If it was outside on IHOP, I'd be... I'd be a little happier. If it was a Denny's. Yeah, Grand Slam. No, thank you, Although, what's it, uh... Something over my hammy? Eggs over my hammy or whatever? Sunset over my hammy. Sunset over my hammy. That Denny's meal. It's good stuff. Uh, Patty Jenkins confirmed Kristen Wiig as Wonder Woman villain Cheetah. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on yeah. the last episode. We don't have to go into as much depth because we were a little sauced and arguing. Uh, I think it's a, a good casting choice. I think we both agree that yeah, Kristen sure. Wiig is awesome. Awesome. I think the what you had mentioned before was you're just expressing concerns about how you think Wonder Woman could potentially be a one and done type of in terms of success. I am just cu- I, not not in terms of success. Gal Gadot sells like critical success. Yeah, is what I mean. Critical success. Um, I'm just I am just shocked that they're doubling down on the cinematic universe. I mean, I know that they've come out and said like, you know, these movies are not going to be necessarily connected, but like in in some ways that's worse. <laughs> And then they're doubling down on the fact that they're going to have these villains and they're still setting up a Legion of Doom. I'm more just frustrated with the fact that it's like, I want to wake up tomorrow morning and the, the news headline I see is, um, whatever his name is, the dude that... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? No. <laughs> like, the guy that's running all the DC stuff through Warner Brothers says like, you know what, we've, we've tried... We understand that, you know, 
people love these movies. A lot of people don't. But we were just happy to make something that you know spoke to a good group of fans. Uh, this is our upcoming slate. Wonder Woman 2 will be like the first movie of this Shazam. slate. Uh, yeah, we have Shazam coming. We have Aquaman coming. And, and then we're going to do another Justice League in five years. Sure. I, like, just start again. Start over. Try it again. You missed it. You missed it bad. Try again. They need to get their Batman figured out. That's the problem. And because in a way you can have Wonder Woman be your Tony Stark, if you will, of your your cinematic universe. I think she's charismatic and interesting enough to do that. But you do need to fix your Batman problem um, because like it's it's problem. been kind of leaked at this point. I don't know if you heard this, but like. When Matt Reeves was in talks to do a Batman trilogy, you know, and they like stalemated for a little bit and he like left and then they renegotiated and then they got him to sign. The reason why he left the first time is because he told him he didn't want Ben Affleck to be Batman. And they were like very fixated on the fact they're like, no, Ben wants to be here and we want Ben. And, you know, and then he left and he's like, I don't want to have Batman be Ben Affleck. I want a younger person so I could tell the story that I want to tell. Or even, and maybe not necessarily younger, but just, like, maybe better. Um, and then they were able to come up with something, but no one knows what it was that they were able to land on. So we'll see. I think it's, there's, like, a 98% chance that it's a recasting, though. It's gotta well, be. I, I think, yeah, there, there's no way to go forward with Ben Affleck. He wants out. It's clear. Writing's on the walls. Has been since BBS. Since the post-release of that stuff was panned, and it's been a critical nightmare for DC ever since. Yeah, it's been three years of three or four years of nightmares in terms of critical. Besides Wonder Woman, besides Wonder Woman, but that's yeah. like the only one. Yeah, and yeah, Ben why? Affleck had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Good point. So, uh, in along in line with those, you know, with the Matt Reeves stuff, there were rumors circulating last week that Matt Reeves is planning to leave the Batman. Oh, that's interesting that we were just talking about that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, they didn't fix it then. Well, during one of his recent YouTube videos, John Campia indicated that there's some bad DC news on the way. Fans quickly scrambled to try and figure out what that might be, and the most logical conclusion was that writer and director Matt Reeves might walk away from the Batman. Hours later, the rap ran a story saying that wasn't the case. A pretty bizarre move considering the fact that Campia never actually said that's what he was referring to, uh, meaning the site made up a rumor in order to debunk it. But the rumor has now been shrugged up by a far more reliable source in the form of Reeves himself. Uh, so Reeves tweeted, uh, uh, it ain't so, with a Batman symbol. Um, but I just thought that was funny that there's, it's just like... They can't catch a break. Yeah, it's like the narrative surrounding this whole DCEU thing is just... A nightmare. A nightmare. Yep. Like, oh great, we got Matt Reeves, he did Planet X, this will be great, Waiting wants to leave off. God damn it. <laughs> what are we going to do? So yeah, it is a... At least we got Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. They're doing like Killing Joke, right? It's what it certainly seems. Uh, the article states... Oh my God, that was disgusting. Zach is slowly dying. I'm dying inside, everybody. Yeah. I'm so hungover. <laughs> this is pain. Speaking is pain. You got it. Come on. You can do it. Come on. I got to do it for Cal. Cal said high energy. The Joker origin film, potentially starring Joaquin Phoenix, has something in common with The Killing Joke. Well, that's because it's the Joker's origin story. <laughs> oh, 
this is such a disaster. Joaquin Phoenix hasn't signed the dotted line yet to star in director Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese's planned origin <laughs> film. For the it's so stupid. They're gonna, they're gonna ruin this. The rap is reporting that the film's plot is similar in tone to Scorsese's 1982 film King of Comedy, which starred Robert De Niro as a down on his luck comedian who can't find work. The site is reporting that the Joker pick will also portray Gotham's clown prince of crime as quote a failed 1980s comedian who becomes the clown prince of crime after bombing with audiences. <laughs> End quote. Um, so yeah, obviously that's you know parallels heavily to Killing yeah. Joke. All jokes aside, do you think Joaquin Phoenix could be a good Joker? I think yes. I, I think he could too. I don't think he'll sign. No. I don't think. I think that rumor is. I, I would hope he could be in the Matt Reeves Batman stuff, not this this stupid Scorsese side. Oh. Why are they doing this movie, John? I don't think it's gonna. Happen. Why are they doing it? You don't think the movie's gonna happen? I think it. I mean, the ball's already rolling. They've got two big name directors attached to the project, and they're like. <sighs> putting out synopses like you don't do that unless you actually have an agreement signed to make the film yeah okay it's gonna happen it's just a terrible at fucking idea yeah. excuse my profanity profanity yeah you um, know who I think could also be a good joker this is kind of crazy Tom Hardy what do you think as a joker yeah I mean for sure I, I, I want Tom Hardy back in the Batman universe in some I think he's got range. I think he would be a better Joker than a better than a Bane. He was so awesome as Bane. Yeah, it I wasn't really. It was like a faux Bane. Bane, but yeah, it was cool. Doesn't matter, man. It was Chris Nolan. Those movies were good. That's yeah, all I cared about. They were good. That's I true. did not care that they were like a little bit taking liberties with Batman. Yeah. Besides the Joker, who's your favorite character slash performance in those? In all of them. In those Nolan movies. Oh man, I like Raish. Oh, Ross Liam Neeson. Yeah, okay. Liam Neeson. I have to go with the Gary Oldman. Oh, I think yeah, he was you're right. By that, far yeah, the right. best Jim Gordon I've ever seen, ever. Yeah, in I any agree. form of Batman media. And then they so took J.K. Good. Simmons and so good. Gary Oldman was amazing. I might watch The Dark Knight tonight. <laughs> just uh, thinking about that's getting me all excited. We talked about this last night too, but this is a topic that needs bringing back up. Yeah, is uh, Joss Whedon has exited. Background. Yeah, and I brought up last night the fact that I think it's because he's he's saying that he couldn't come up with a story, but I think it's more of he's stepping aside for a female director. Yeah, uh, that does make total sense. Um, the article is eyeing Patty Jenkins. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Um, but there's also talk about Zack Snyder coming into direct Batgirl. I thought he got fired from Justice League. Did you hear about that? Zack Snyder? Did you hear about this? He know. actually... So the rumor is that there's a guy who got let go from his job, and he's like, well, since I'm fired, I'm just going to release all these news that I wasn't able to. And way back in March, when it said that he was stepping down, it was actually the fact that he got fired. Because of the family tragedy, he wasn't able to perform at the workplace, which is sad. And justified, but Warner Brothers is like, listen, we need to get this movie done. So they fired him and had Joss Whedon take over. It wasn't a as graceful, I think, of a transition. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be involved in DC anymore. I think the last thing you'll see from Zack Snyder is a producing credit in Aquaman because he introduced Jason Momoa and BVS. I think it's the last thing. 
Interesting. I uh, I am just hearing this information for the first time, and it looks like it's, it's substantiated. Mm-hmm. Um, Polygon is backing it up, but they're saying that he was fired months before he publicly shared he was no longer part of the project, which means if that's the case, that there was more Whedon in Justice League than we originally thought, which is disappointing. Yeah. Like, there was more Whedon than Snyder in Justice League, and that's what you gave us? Yep. So weird, man. I think the only parts that are Zack Snyder that are in the cut that we saw is the opening montage with, like, that really bad song, and it's, like, depressing, and the, you got the hobo with the cardboard sign that says, like, I hate I, that opening. That says, like, I tried, you know. Uh, I think that's a Zack Snyder piece. Um, and I also think the... Uh, that might be it. That <laughs> might honest, be it? Honestly, yeah. No, I, I, I feel a lot of Zack Snyder in the... Uh, Zack Snyder... <laughs> I get a lot of Zack Snyder in the opening uh, with Batman thing where they with the with the Parademon. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he lets okay. Side note: If you haven't seen yeah. Justice League, he stops this criminal to use him as bait to track a Parademon down, catches the Parademon, the Parademon kills itself, and then Batman lets the criminal go. He just runs away, and like the guy like acts like he knows Batman personally because he's like. He's like, what was that, Batman? And he's like, he's like, oh, it's just small sphere. You know, and he's like, he's like, it's because Superman's gone, isn't it? And he's just like, Batman goes and fucks off. And then the guy's just like, you can just walk away with everything that he stole. Do better. That's horrible. Yeah. Batman should have at least tied him up or something. Called (laughs) called Alfred to get Robin down there to tie him up. Like, you're a horrible Batman. You're just letting all these crooks in Gotham run away. I fucking hate that. Dude. Yeah, dude, this movie sucks. I'm getting <laughs> sick and tired of it. Dude. It sucks. It's this really bullshit. does suck. Yeah, it's terrible. And it's like uh, the anatomy of the scene videos where it's like they'll have a director come down and sit down and discuss like why a scene is laid out a certain way. I would love to hear them explain that scene. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. It's it's like why they chose that to set up the parademons is like beyond me. The fact that they smell fear. Well, just like that's how they introduce it. It was supposed to be like the new 52 Justice League opening, which has Batman fighting a parademon in Gotham, which was done better. Uh, it was a Jeff Johns, Jim Lee comic book. It's, cool. it's really cool. And then Green Lantern shows up and they fight a parademon. But obviously they didn't have the Green Lantern in this movie. They have one in that montage. But yeah, that's... Anyway, moving on. I don't want to be on this soapbox anymore. Yeah. Uh, we we discussed Venom last night. We did, yeah. The trailer and the poster. Um, give me a quick synopsis. Like, how do you, um, how do you feel? Because you, you were super negative on the it's movie. It's a bad trailer. I'm still it is neg- a bad trailer. I'm still negative on the movie. But you brought up an interesting point to me that I hadn't thought about, which was that this movie is more character-driven and less focusing on, you know, because it's low budget, and less focusing on the big set piece CGI stuff with the Venom suit but I, I countered with the fact that it's like Logan is a low budget thing but you would hate Logan if he didn't pop his claws at all uh, so we'll see maybe they'll come out with another trailer that'll sway my opinion once I see the Venom suit but yeah. right now it just looks like a it looks like a Born Identity movie yeah it kind of uh, yeah, like, it does, like black it doesn't make Born like Black Goo in a box yeah, um, yeah. my thoughts are as <clears> such it's, I, I think I think this is a good idea I think 
my big worry is that there's no, there seems to be no Marvel fingerprints on this trailer. Like, I get a very Sony vibe. Well, it's I don't all get, Sony, right? They just get to use Tom Holland. We're not sure what the oh. stipulations are. Okay. And my hope was that they were doing this movie because they know that Venom is like, has the potential to be the best villain for like Marvel to fight. For like anybody to fight, like for Spider Man, if they're setting Spider Man up to be this new leader of the Avengers, like or not leader, but like this new sort of tentpole release, like there's going to be a homecoming, a prom, and like an after prom. There's going to be three of those movies or whatever. Winter formal. I was really yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping that this movie would be a two hour long setup for a villain for Spider Man to fight in his next in movie. Spider Man movie. Yeah, but. This movie, it, it doesn't have that Marvel splash screen at the beginning. It, that worries me more than anything else. Uh, the trailer being bad, I think, is just a symptom of them releasing it after just finishing the project. Like, they had, just, they had said that they had wrapped principal photography, and then they released the trailer like a month later. Hmm. So this is probably all that was done. Yeah. Like... Of course, like no Venom stuff. It's like, yeah, that stuff's the most expensive. <laughs> like you have to CGI an entire body and like for multiple scenes. It's like, huh. I, I also think that the anger on the internet for them not showing Venom is kind of stupid. Petty. It's, it's petty. a little petty. It's a little petty. Yeah. But like, I'll, I'll I, admit, I'll cop to being a little petty about some of this stuff. Sure. For sure. I mean, we're all, I mean, it's like, we're nerds. This yeah, we're, we're nerds. We, we complain we about shit. But like, how cool is that moment going to be if they don't show him at all in any of the trailers and you get the first look of Venom and he comes out and he looks badass? Like He would have to look really cool. I think he's going to look Because I talked about this last night. I think it sucks that they're covering... like The, the Venom suit covers up peop, a person so that you can't tell who it is. Tom Hardy is one of the coolest and best actors on the planet. And when he's in the Venom suit, you're not going to be able to see him emote with his face the way that he does really well. So we'll see. Do you think they're going to do the whole thing like Topher Grace though where Grace it's like... Grace to peel his face back? Yeah. God, I hope not. That is horrible. <laughs> hey, Parker. <laughs> I mean, my spider senses are tingling if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> God, I hated... I hated Topher Grace in that. Yeah, oh who God. is the worst part? Sand- hey, shout out to Sandman though. Sa- shout out to Sandman. Great. Thomas Hayden Church. Get that guy back. Yeah, seriously. Uh, we won't linger on this point too long. Brad Pitt, Leo DiCaprio to star in Quentin Tarantino's Sharon Tate drama. It's called what, Once it's Upon called a Time. Once in, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hopefully this is really good. I'm kind of excited. He's got all of his his big guns. Sam Jackson will probably be in there. Definitely. Uh, you know, the usual guys too. Walter Goggins. Stuff like that. Yeah. I... I uh, I think it's, I mean, like you said it the last time when we were talking about this, it's going to be a dark La La Land. Mm. And I think it's going to be a, a commentary on the industry as well as like a celebration of it. And who better to get than two of the biggest stars ever? ever. Yeah. Um, that he's worked very well with. Like, yeah. if you think about their performances and their respective Tarantino movies, Leo is Calvin Candy. Amazing. Amazing. And then Brad Pitt in uh, Glorious Bastards is also really good. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So I'm really, I really can't tell you how excited I am. This is great news. Can't wait. Um, you know who would be a really good Charles Manson? I just thought of this. Who? Christoph Waltz. 
he'll be in it. What if he's Manson? I think that I think it's. Gonna I'm be going for... to murder Sharon Tate. <laughs> Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Love how he talks. I yeah, think it's it's going to be best. Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise is going to be Manson. He's scarily <laughs> very much like Manson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good. That's a good casting. From Enemy, John Williams to quit scoring Star Wars films. After nine. Give, give the guy a break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he scored nine Star Wars films to date. The original Star Wars, its original sequels, um, plus Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. He handed the reins over in 2016 to Michael Giacchino while John Powell will score this year's solo Star Wars story. Do you know of anything else that Powell, John Powell has scored? Yeah, actually I do. Um, X-Men, like the really? original X-Men. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. I thought uh, the soundtrack in Rogue One would left a little bit to be desired. He also had like two weeks to do it. But That's yeah. what I, yeah. Yeah, I like Giacchino quite a bit. His stuff in uh, Lost and a lot of the Disney movies are really strong. So yeah, his Disney movies. I think if really you give him good. another chance on a different anthology movie where he has time, he could be really good because he is a good composer. Yeah. Um, from Give it to Junkie XL. <laughs> oh my God! What would make DC me really, just makes me. Depressed. What would make me really happy is if they could get like Hans Zimmer, but I don't think he wants to do genre films anymore. Yeah. Um, how would you like to play Pokemon Go but with dinosaurs? Don't care. Okay. Well, Jurassic World Alive is coming for those of you that do care to smartphones and mobile phones, and it looks. Like trash. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so you can walk around and catch dino. I guess catch dinosaurs or fight them or whatever. If you have no life, you can put your hand out and talk to Velociraptors or yeah. whatever. I would like to uh, now begin the Facebook group invite for the uh, Jurassic World Alive Bar Crawl that I'll be hosting. Uh, we're gonna walk all around downtown Cincinnati and hunt dinosaurs. So. Join in. Yay. They're alive in our world. Jurassic. Bite on your face. Big disgrace. Zach's got a hangover. It's really disgraceful. Didn't rhyme. Sorry. It's okay. So, I'm very ill, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to cure myself as he's best the, as I can. He's but, the illest, trillest, magillist. Uh, yeah, so. I am sorry... If my eloquency takes a bit of a tumble, but nevertheless, we the proceed. The show must go on. The show must go on. Um, specifically, the show that John Favreau is going to executive produce and <laughs> write for Star Wars. Nice transition there. Yeah, nice king of segways here. Yep. Um, Lucasfilm announced that. John Favreau has signed on to produce and write a live-action Star Wars series for Disney's new-to-direct-to-consumer platform. Favreau is no stranger to Star Wars, having played roles in both the Clone Wars animated series and the upcoming Solo, A Star Wars Story, which I had no idea. What? I didn't know that either. Having played roles in both... Yeah, so I guess he's in Solo. Um, But yeah, so it's not movies... It's a show. It's a ne- it's like a Netflix style show that's going to be on Disney's streaming platform. You know what it's going to be? What? 
It's going to be a Lando show with Donald Glover. Now that I know that he's in Solo. They've announced it? No, but I think it's going to be a Lando t- television show. No way. With Donald Glover, yeah. I don't think so. I think so. About him getting into Bespin. It's going to bridge the gap between Solo and Empire Strikes Back. If that's true, that's it's gonna pretty cool. Him meeting Lobot, played by Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, Lobot played by Bruce. I just have a very strong inkling, and it just kind of hit me. Okay. Donald Glover has a really good presence on television with Atlanta, which I've heard is fantastic. Um, so I think they'll do some type of like, uh, you know, suave gambler television show. Do you think they get like Amelia Clark? Or? I think you'd have Donald Glover, whoever this robot is. That is like his co-pilot could potentially be in it. Um, you could potentially have an Amelia Clark appearance, depending on what her character's fate is. Even Woody Harrelson, you know, it all kind of I think sways on which of those characters pans out if you bring them in. But yeah, I think uh, I think Lando would be a safe bet. Hmm. Yeah, I want to. I'm curious to know how the crit- the like the fan reception is going to be to these Han Solo characters. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of characters that John Favreau would be good with handling, Lando's a possibility just because of the comedy chops that John Favreau does have from time to time. Good idea. Yep. We shall see. But in the movie world, Game of Thrones creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss to write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. You excited? I am. Uh, I think these guys are... Very smart. They're good writing. They're good at creating drama. But we'll see in terms of what it holds. If it's like potentially as disconnected as whatever Ryan Johnson's working on. Or yeah. Um. Yeah, Knights of Old Republic could be. You know, starring Kit Harrington. Yeah. I bet we see a few Game of Thrones. I think uh, people. I think it'd be cool to get Sean Bean in Star Wars. Oh, yes. Sean Bean would be really cool. Darth Revan. That was such a good idea. Sean Bean in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That just blew his mind. You guys can't see it. I'm just thinking about how cool that would be. Yeah. Just get all the people from Lord of the Rings, man. Bring Orlando Bloom back into Star Wars. I think Viggo Mortensen needs to be in more stuff anyway, so I'm down to have him in it. And we know Sean Astin is making a resurgence as an actor, so you could give him something to do. It's not a bad idea. Cool. But I think, I mean, I definitely think you have a crossover with Game of Thrones actors on some capacity. We'll see which ones they go with, but yeah. Here's a follow-up question. Do you think, um, how are they going to split these up? Like, do you think it's going to be like, Ryan Johnson's gonna get one episode and then th- these guys are gonna do one I- the next year and then Ryan Johnson gets a new one and then these guys get a new one do you think it's gonna be like every other year every other year I think after um, episode 9 cause they haven't announced a third anthology film I think they're realizing that you know fatigue was very much evident based off of The Last Jedi sure. and potentially Solo so I think after that they're going to go back into the way that it used to be where a Star Wars movie came out like every three years. 
I think it'll be more like that. Hmm. Yeah. I think also we have to keep in mind that this makes a very conscious decision, this article, to say a, series of, a new series of Star Wars films, whereas Ryan Johnson's announcement was very specific about trilogy. Yeah. Um, so, like, these guys could be doing anthology stories. Yeah. Like, maybe they might not be called a Star Wars story, but with Game of Thrones, you, you know that they're good at doing multiple characters at one time and separate storylines. So, we'll see. I don't know. Ryan Johnson's thing is very much, I think, going to be a three-part story, whether or not he directs all of them, but it's a three-part story that he's come up with. I think so, too. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I would like to see. There, they're like there are some characters that I want to see fleshed out, you know. But I, I'm, I would like to see Ryan Johnson and the, the Benioff and Weiss crew, tackling new, ground. You know, like Old Republic, I think counts as a new ground because it's only been a video game and a comic and book series, but like, on screen film. Yeah. Cover something a little new that yeah. hasn't been touched. I think that's their goal. I think they're going to do, you know, do something different with Star Wars. And depending on, you know, what happens with Nine, I think, um, I don't think either of them are really going to have any strong connection. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited. I think Star Wars could use some freshness. But we'll see. Keep it fresh. All right, Zach update. Um, I'm dying. <laughs> Still, and, uh, pain is pain is everywhere. Church right. kids, just listen to that. Pain's everywhere. You want to fast track this part? The last announcement, the last news thing is that Switch is getting Smash. The Smash trailer. Bros coming to Switch. We got the trailer. The trailer's last. cool. The trailer's cool. No, no release date. Just 2018, which is surprising. Uh, I personally think it's gonna be like a remastered Wii U with a few new characters and a few new maps but it's uh, I, I think it would have been stupid for them to do what they did with the Wii U which was like it took four years of that console to get a smash on it like you need one right away yeah you need a party game like that right away a cal- like you had Mario Kart great now give a smash yeah so I'm excited that's a day absolute day one purchase for me holy cow my insides. <laughs> All right, hit comic books. Talk. Yeah, real, fast, talk. Real, real fast. Real fast. No, 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 no. Don't take your time. I'm just going to lean my head down and uh, you talk and I'll listen. Okay. But I'm not asleep and I'm not, not paying attention. So we haven't had a comic shop talk in a while. Yeah. Um, but things that I have been reading have been The Doomsday Clock, which is really good. Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, the sequel to Watchmen with adding the DC characters. It's awesome. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. Uh, DC Metal uh, is pretty sweet. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Okay. Uh, however, it is dragging, and it seems a little more like they're taking on more than they can chew. So I, I would say I would give that like a three and a half out of five um, as of right now, whereas Doomsday Clock is very strong. Marvel <coughs> is... So, well, welcome back. I was about to talk about how Marvel is revamping their line of titles. They have way too many titles right now. And they lost Brian Michael Bendis to DC, which I'll get to in a little bit. So they're they're revamping, and this includes having a new flagship title uh, that is a, a reboot of the Avengers that has a lot of the popular characters returning. 
including the big three of Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America on an Avengers team together for the first time since, like, the 90s, um, which cool. is a big deal. And it's going to be uh, written by Jason Aaron, who's doing Thor right now. He's been doing a really good critically acclaimed run on that. So that'll be taking place around the summer, is that revampingness of all that. When was the last time the Avengers had a comic book series that was, like... Really good? Or, like, running? They've had, they have one right now. Oh. It's just not... It doesn't sell, because it's, like, a weird... It's a weird team. It hasn't been a, you know, really big title since they did the Ultimate Universe in, like, the early 2000s. Sure. Which is what the first Avengers is heavily based on, is the Ultimates run. Uh, but anyway, so that's the stuff for Marvel. Um, DC, however, is is just continuing to do a really good job of just coming up with really smart ideas and creative things. And They got one of the best writers to take the place of... You know, the lack of Jeff Johns since he's busy helping the film universe. Uh, and they got Brian Michael Bendis, who was writing like nine titles at Marvel. Uh, and they gave him the arguably one of the most popular characters ever, which is Superman. So on <clears throat> sorry, on April 18th, uh, Action Comics 1000 will come out. It's the 80th anniversary of the character of Superman. And uh, in that book... Wow. Which, yeah, in that book, which That's is going to be priced around $8... Um, there's going to be, I want to say there's like five or six smaller comic stories in there with a lot of legacy writers on Superman, as well as the first story written by Brian Michael Bendis that is going to set up the stuff that he works on later in the summer. Um, so that's a really big deal. They're going to have that. It's going to have a lot of artists, a lot of writers. It's going to be a really good book. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then a couple weeks after that, DC is dropping a book and there's a picture of the cover called DC Nation Zero, and this is where they're going to start uh, a new group of stories where they're going to revamp some of their titles, not all of them, but some of them. And the cool part about this is DC Nation Zero is priced at 25 cents. So they're going back to a really old price point for this one book as kind of like a cool anniversary thing. It's going to have three stories in it, as you could see for that cover. Uh, The first story is a continuation of setting up Brian Michael Bendis' Superman story, uh, the prelude to Scott Snyder's Justice League story called No Justice, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and then a story written by Batman scribe Tom King about the Joker discovering that Batman and uh, Selina Kyle are engaged. Um, and that's going to set up a lot of stories that will you know, get the ball rolling for stuff later. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis will be doing a six-issue story called Man of Steel to start out his run, uh, which is going to introduce a new Superman villain. It's going to ripple into the Superman universe, and then he will write both Action Comics and Superman, which will go back to being on a monthly basis as opposed to bi-monthly. Uh, so they're going back to a, you know once a month, which is probably safer in terms of quality. Um, and then Scott Snyder is doing this you No know, Justice run, which is a four-part thing in, like, May or June that sets up him taking over the Justice League title, which I think is really good because Justice League sells like crap right now. Uh, But this No Justice story is four issues, and it's about this entity coming to the DC Universe, and four different Justice League teams are formed. Uh, It's kind of like Pokemon Go. There's Team Wisdom, Team Wonder, Team Entropy, and Team Mystery. So there's four different Justice League teams with the they're led by uh, Wisdom is led by Harley Quinn, Wonder is led by Wonder Woman, Entropy is led by Batman, and Mystery is led by Superman. 
Uh, and then there's a lot of supporting characters. Uh, so it's going to include a lot of stuff and then set up what becomes the Justice League, but that's really all we know about that. Huh. So a lot of interesting stuff coming down the pipe in terms of wow. revamping universes and comics, as well as... Is this Lobo on the cover there? Yeah, Batman's Justice League team has Batman, Deathstroke, Beast Boy, Cyborg, and Lobo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Wonder Woman's team, I think, is going to be the one that I enjoy the most. It's Wonder Woman, Doctor Fate, Raven, Zatanna, and uh, the Demon. So she's got a really cool mystical team, uh, which I'm pretty pretty jazzed about. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's some cool stuff to look forward to. Um, and Doomsday Clock is a 12-issue run, the same way that Watchmen was, and we're only in issue three. So that's going to take a whole other year before that story's wrapped up. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so get out to your local comic shop, as always. Please support them. I've found a good one up here in Cuyahoga Falls. Shout out to JC Comic and mm. Cards. Um, but yeah, they're doing they're doing some... They're doing some good work. So if you like DC characters and you don't like the way their movies are going, their comics are very good right now. Uh, so you can at least have that saving grace. But what yeah. I'm going to have you do is, I've just made a snap decision, Okay. is uh, I'm leaving for on a plane ride tomorrow to uh, go home to Colorado and visit some family. And I've been thinking about whether or not I should take my Switch or my computer or what should I bring to you know just hang on to at the airport and just for downtime. I'm going to have you write down a few comics for me. Okay. And I'm going to stop at the comic sh- shop that's uh, down the street from... There's one in Cincinnati that I, I know that I pass in Pleasant Ridge. And I'm going to go pick some comics up. Cool. It's, they're good plain reads. If you have a tablet, you can also buy them digitally. I like physical. I do too. So, But there's some people that don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, physical is the way to go. I go every week to pick up mine. Um, another quick plug is uh, Image Comics has two titles that I picked up with you the other day when we went. It, one is Gideon Falls, which I'm very excited about. I don't know anything about it, but the art looks beautiful, and the writer it did a good job with Logan. Um, and then the writer of Invincible and The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman, is starting a new book called Oblivion Song. So if you're interested in... Image does a good job of having these other stories. So like if you like comics, but you're a little flooded with superhero media right now because of the movies there's still some really good titles coming out that are brand new that you could totally just jump in right now and check them out i don't have a review on them because i haven't had time to read them this weekend but uh maybe next time i'll be able to talk more about them great yeah but that's all i have for comic shop talk it's it's just a a hefty one yeah it's a lot of getting caught up on uh some big news uh, titles the the bendis one was shocking when they announced it but i'm very excited because superman I think I've talked to you since they did Rebirth. Like, I keep reading Superman, but nothing's really wowed me. I think I think he has the potential to do something really cool. Because I think he's a great writer, so we'll see. But yeah, okay. and if you definitely want to get a really good anniversary book, April 18th, Action Comics 1000. It's going to be a big, it's a big deal. All right. It's well, a really big deal. I'm going to have 80 John... years. Has for a character. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I, I mean, isn't the Superman symbol like the th- <clears throat> second or third most recognizable symbol in the world? I think so, yeah. Something like that. He's been around for a long time. But it's awesome, man. What an achievement. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, a, a big thank you and plug to all the people that have worked on that character over 80 years. I think, you know, he's one of the most beloved fictional characters in the world. Like you said, very widely recognized, but... You know, the, as we've come to find out, the S is, you know, actually a symbol of hope um, on the insignia from Krypton. I think he's a character that, when handled properly, is a great escape in all forms of media for people to, to dive in and really yeah. 
just have a good time. Like when you watch, whether you like Man of Steel or not, I do. That's a really good movie. And then, you know, you can also watch a completely different tonal shift and watch the Christopher Reeve one. And sure. He's just, a, he's a very powerful, important character. I agree. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, check all that shit out. Oh yeah. But I think I think we're about wrapped up. Here, I think we're so wrapped up. I don't have I'm an at that topic. I don't have. I'm gonna either. be totally honest with you. We I had, don't have the energy. We had, we had a lot of that. Our at that topic is to uh, drink water. Oh yeah, drink um, water, hydrate, kids. But anyway, if you like the show, uh, please check out our YouTube pages, Radiovania.com. Hit that red subscribe button to help us, uh, you know, potentially increase. You know the content and/or the quality of the show. Mm. Uh, you can read it. Uh, you can email us at radiovania at gmail.com. Um, send us any questions, comments, concerns, stuff like that. Uh, Has Connor emailed us recently. I don't know. I check uh, the, let me check the inbox. That's okay. Uh, please go check out the few of us part two. Uh, yeah. We filmed that over New Year's, and it is quality-wise, it's a vast improvement on the first one. It's also a lot longer, uh, but you can check out me and Michael making a fool out of ourselves but trying to think that we're really cool dramatic actors um yeah just uh keep giving the support we really enjoy doing the show it's it's a fun time we're sorry that we can't do it more frequently but given the way we are right now uh we take any chance we can get so we thank you guys for those that support it and uh i think that's about all we have in us today i think Uh, so so. if you made it this far god bless you this is john parker and this is zach rotello yeah And uh, we'll talk to you guys again very soon. See you soon. Flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.